Today's anecdotal experience is a bonus. No sponsor. We needed one. No one came through. Could have used the cash. What can you do though? Just going to keep pushing. Can't quit. Well. Could quit. Probably won't though. Too young. Too virile. I like this podcast because it's different. It's a new one. It's uh, called in. I'm going on vacation and I didn't want to miss a week because I haven't missed a week. I've been doing this for a year and a half and I haven't missed a week. I'm not asking for praise. I'm not asking that you tell me, wow, that's impressive, man. I'm just telling you I haven't missed a week. Jonathan Henry. Dan Remington, two of my buddies, I called them up and I asked them, hey, you ever been trapped? You ever been in a situation where you thought, I need to get out. I need out of this, whether it's long long term, short term, whatever it is. And they both knew two different stories where they experienced this. I think one's relatable and I hope another one isn't relatable for you because it involves violence. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna meet you on the other side of the story. So Dan's gonna do his, and then you're gonna listen to the phone call with Jonathan Henry. Like my Facebook page. Let's do this episode. My friend Dan and it still kind of does uh, against like MLMs and yeah it's I don't know I think it's like unique enough yeah well I think it's dude I've talked to and I've read a lot of, honestly because what gave me the idea for this podcast was the uh, ask reddit like uh, ask people what's the blah 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 um, and one of the stories I don't even know what the question was but one of the stories was this girl that got invited on a date to one of these things. Oh, oh man. And like, it was like a weight loss thing. So it had this even weirder dynamic to it where it's like <laughs> this guy trying to tell this girl to get fit. Right. It, dude, gross. Gross on so many levels. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's so bad. I think it like fundamentally changes the nature of people. Or maybe maybe it attracts a certain type of person and then they just fit right in. But it it like oh man, it, it was such it was such a terrible experience and it just made me hate that person uh, forever. Dude, yeah, let's get into it, man. Like what what happened to you, man? Yeah, I I wish I could remember this dude's name, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so, because I've completely erased him from my history. So, I was living in Greeley, Colorado, which is like an hour north of Denver. Uh, I was going to school there, and I was working as a lifeguard at this indoor water park. And uh, you have so much downtime as a lifeguard, and we were in like the lifeguard shack talking about stuff. And I was talking about some place I wanted to visit, and in hindsight, this dude was so, like, poaching information out of this conversation. But he seemed, he's like a friendly dude, and he was like, oh, you like travel? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I like travel. Uh, Sure. 
said, oh, man, I've got something I think you're going to be interested in. Uh, I'll let you know about it. And okay. already, like, that's so weird. No one talks like that. No. No one talks in, like, these generic, like, kind of inferring things, but you can't tell what they're inferring. Were you intrigued at all, or were you just like... I, I guess be. I was a little I was a little intrigued, but I I had enough skepticism in my heart right. to recognize like something is weird. But I will say at the time I had never come across uh, like pyramid schemes or, or these multi level marketing schemes of any kind. So yeah. I wasn't prepared for anything like that. Uh, but he. So a couple weeks later, uh, he says, hey, uh, I've got something that I want you to come to. It's like a party. Um, can I pick you up? And this dude is like years younger than me. Uh, I had my own vehicle and I, I don't know. It just, it seemed strange, but I was like, oh, whatever. We had never, never hung out outside of work. I shouldn't say that. Okay. Um, so we were like work buddies. He was cool. He was nice. Um, and I was like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. And my, uh, girlfriend at the time, uh, Carly, now my wife, <laughs> sounds yeah. weird. Uh, she, she was visiting in town and it was her last night in town. But I was like, oh, whatever, why not? We'll go to, like, a party. We're, you know, we're, like, 22 in college. Why not go to a party? Right. Uh, and now we have a guy that's driving us, so that's fine. And honestly, I had kind of put behind me that weird interaction we had had that really should have been foreshadowing for the whole event. Uh, so he picks me up, and he's being real weird in the car. Uh, and kind of just saying like, yeah, I think you're going to like it. There's a lot of, there'll be a lot of cool people there. What are you thinking it's going to be at this point? I, at that point I was starting to think that there was an agenda for the evening. I couldn't guess what it, I knew there was something weird, uh, like something strange. So my first thought was, um, this dude ultimately is is hoping to like proselytize to me. Oh, interesting. I wondered if it was going to be this like youth group event. Yeah. And when we arrive at this like shabby apartment right off campus, uh, it's crowded with people. Um, nothing seemed odd about it, other than <laughs> there was no alcohol. Uh, no one was drinking, but there were lots of people. Everyone was being like college people, loud yeah. and uh, and like super friendly. And we were like meeting people and chatting everybody up. And was there any food uh, or like beverages at all, though? Any like did it feel like a did it feel like a party in that sense? There was. I don't think there was any food. I think there were some beverages, but they were all non-alcoholic. So okay. at this point, and Carla and I would find these moments to like speak quietly to each other. Right. I'm so glad that I had uh, a person to go through this with. And we would kind of be like, okay, there's no alcohol. It's definitely religious. Like right, maybe yeah. Jehovah's Witness. I don't know 
who does this like via parties but this almost sounds fun for you guys because you get to like figure out like okay something's wrong here and let's try to figure out what is about to happen right now because this is not this is not just someone that invited us to a get together like there is for sure an agenda here yeah yeah it i guess at, at the beginning it wasn't too bad it was it was all right um it was our last night in town so i was hoping like ah, oh, let's not be here for long this will be we'll just do this for a little bit i'll meet some people because i was always looking to meet people i didn't know anyone there yeah um so i was fine with like meeting all these cool dudes that were like slapping me on the back and high-fiving me yeah yeah potential buddies uh, <laughs> your girlfriend's yeah. about to leave so yeah totally yeah and uh the other thing that was strange was that there was like a slideshow on the television okay there was like this big television in the living room and it's playing this slideshow in the background and most of it was like pictures all of travel so then i'm remembering uh the conversation we had had and i was like oh, okay uh, like maybe someone, <laughs> this is really what I thought. Maybe someone's going to tell us about their vacation. <laughs> like maybe somebody just returned from a trip and we're going to sit down to a slideshow. And for some reason, this dude wanted me to join. Just like a I complete was still, narcissist oh, that wants you to know about his safari. <laughs> I was so far off the beaten path. Yeah. But every once in a while, like one out of 15 slides had like a message on it. Like, text which is weird you know right it would say something about like join your friends travel experience learn explore and that that seemed weird and then i then i was starting to realize maybe there's some other agenda here along the lines of this travel conversation we had and then i started to remember uh you know those you know those schemes where like you win a free trip to Mexico but the entire time you're there you have to sit in like sales meetings about like buying a timeshare time yeah yeah so that's what I thought then but okay. it, I don't know it doesn't make any sense we're all college students that why are you trying to sell it doesn't make any sense right so anyways they gather everybody together we all sit down in the living room there's probably 35 maybe 40 people there and some people get up and they start talking about uh, these awesome prices on cruises that they've gotten recently. Okay. They've gotten these great deals on cruises, seven nights, balcony room, like 300 bucks or whatever. Normally it's $600. And this is a, pre- and this is a presentation that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's okay. like two people, a guy and a girl that are like telling us this. And and they're kind of saying, like, yeah, if you get in on this awesome travel membership, what it is is we, like, bulk buy, and then you get these insane discounts. Uh, and at the time, I was, like, a cruise guy. So yeah, yeah. I was thinking, okay, I understand why he thought that might, this might be for me. But I, I literally had no money. Right. I had zero dollars. I was giving... I was giving plasma in exchange for money every week, yeah. twice a week, to get $40 or whatever. So 
it wasn't for me, but I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. I understand what it, and I, I thought it'd just be an easy out. Like, ah, okay, that's that sounds great, but no, thank you. Yeah. And and then the whole vibe of the party changes, and this dude comes in. Uh, he's like tall, handsome, has this like shiny long sleeve like collared shirt on, and I remember he had like diesel jeans and like. Um, alligator skin shoes, like pointy dress shoes. Okay, he looked successful. He looked successful. He was supposed to look successful. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he kept mentioning, he just dives right into this presentation about, like, you got to get in on this. This is why. He's like the closer. Right. Um, and, and he keeps mentioning, like, I didn't drive all the way down, all the way up here from Denver to blah 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 he kept mentioning he was from denver which i thought was this move to like it was like the more sophisticated place really smelled like city boy uh cow all the time and yeah he was like a city slicker like come to tell us the ways of how city people do it but then it uh the nature of what they're selling then completely changed they stopped talking about cruises they stopped talking about travel deals at all Uh, all the slides about like Machu Picchu went away and it was just this hardcore like it was a pyramid scheme yeah it was it was called World Ventures it still exists you can go to worldventures.com and check it out I just did before this call uh and it was it was all about how if you buy a membership um, you've got to pay yearly, and it was a fat fee. It was like five hundred bucks a year or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you get somebody to sign up, you're going to get a hundred bucks off that annual fee. If you get five people to sign up, you don't have an annual fee for the rest of your life. And if those people under you sign people up, you'll get a little kick of that. And so then, yeah, like I said, the the nature of the presentation was entirely different it was strictly about you should buy this membership because if you don't the other people that buy this membership tonight will be on top of you like they'll be, they'll be making your money yeah but it was all just this money funneling up and down this uh pyramid if you will and you immediately recognize this i i recognized oh yeah this is this is something that's not right. Like, this isn't a business. Legally, they, I, I read on this later, legally they have to offer a service, otherwise they are actually a pyramid scheme, which right. is not allowed. Yeah. Um, but the service is a sham. It's, it's all about the way that it's actually beneficial to you is if you get people to sign up. Yeah. And then get your friends, in, and then if you can get your friends and family either to sign up or to buy travel deals through you, then uh, you can start to get these kickbacks. So then it was like testimonial time. And person after person after person all went up there and talked about how they did this. They were so glad they did. Uh, they had these catchphrases that were like, I'll never have to work a day again in my life. Or like, I just quit my job because I'm retiring at the age of 22. Oh my gosh. They all had these things that have been like fed to them. And you think they were just full of shit? Or do you think that they'd like 
swindled enough people into this thing that maybe it was true? Or do you think they're just saying words? Well, this is, I mean, the primary motivation once you're in a pyramid scheme is to swindle other people. You, right. you might you might not want to look right at it, but you know deep back in your brain that you've been scammed and the only way to recoup your costs is to scam others. So all of these people are motivated purely by selfish interest to get you to sign up under them. That's all it is. So I, I don't know if any of them had actually been successful in making money, right. but I will say almost every presentation it ended with, and I just qualified for my new BMW. That's what they would all say. And oh, I can tell man. you, outside of this apartment, there were zero BMWs. No one had received a BMW, <laughs> as World Ventures had led them to believe. Well, then that's so bizarre, too, because it's like, it's you can tell it's such a line, because... What it's not like everyone's dream car is a BMW. Yeah, it's really. It's like, but it, I don't know. It was just such this generic thing. But I think that was that was part of the selling technique. Is like if you get this many people signed up, you'll qualify for a BMW. Oh my gosh! I think it was white too. I think they kept saying white, a white BMW. Just very eerily specific. Like yeah. this is a cult. You're <sighs> psychos. And you're talking about, yeah, man, if that's, were people buying it? So, then they, they like, break out. The, the presentation stops, and it, this is when I felt trapped. So, up until then, I was uncomfortable, but I was, I was in a crowd of people. I didn't know how many people, how many people were a part of it and how many people were not, but I felt relatively comfortable, but... At this moment, as soon as the presentation ends, uh, the dude that brought me turns and he's like, so what do you think? And I was like, no, I'm not interested. Just right, right off, the, I was like, I, this is not something for me. And he was like, yeah, but like you could, you could make a lot of money doing this. And I was like, I'm not interested. I don't think I will make money doing this. And, and then he kind of like grabs somebody else and is like, hey man, uh, come over here. This dude, he's not really interested. And this guy grabs like two of his buddies. So I am sitting on a couch with three people standing right at my feet, like in a semicircle around me and Carly, who's sitting beside me, peppering me with questions. Like, well, have you, are you sure you've thought this through? Could you get a loan? Could you get uh, like a, could you buy this membership? Could you put it on your credit card? Uh, And just on and on. Why don't you want to do it? That reasoning doesn't make any sense. And they were, it was aggressive. It was so uncomfortable. I really, I have not been that uncomfortable in a long time. Uh, Or since then, I would say. It was just extreme, extremely uncomfortable. And, And they were just like rapid firing questions. They had an issue with everything that I said. They would not take no for an answer no matter what I said. And at, at times, Carla was weighing in and was like, what are you, like, you're not listening to what he's saying. Right. He's saying no very clearly. This is not what he wants. And then they were like, well, why don't you get into it? You know, if you get into it, you can sign him up, then you'll be making money off of him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and are, you're, are you, I feel like 
you now I would be the you would be like, hey, get fucked, take me home. But then were you timid? You know. So yeah, this yeah this is part of the issue. One, I feel outnumbered, and two, I I'm not a I'm not a very confrontational guy, and I was even less so then. Yeah. You know, so you just feel trapped. You're like 20, I'm 22, I'm awkward, I'm not a confrontational guy, I don't get in fights. And I I would just felt frozen. But I I knew enough to say no and just stop all their advances. And they were pointing to all these people around the room that were signing up. There really were. There were people signing up, lots of people, uh, because of these hard sale tactics. Uh, and they were like, oh, you think they're all like idiots? You think they're all stupid? Like you're smarter than them? And I was like, I just, I think this is a bad idea. (laughs) So, so then, uh, they kind of give up on me and the dude beside me that brought me is like, all right, man, like, I mean, still definitely think about it. Uh, but Hey, listen, after this is like a meeting for people that have signed up. So I got to stick around for that. And I was like, no, I'm, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm not having fun. Right. And he was like, no, it, it shouldn't take that long. Um, and I didn't push back. So then I got to, I like went behind the scenes of this pyramid scheme as they trained all the people that had just signed up and the people that had been signed up about how to get their friends and family to do this. And all the things to tell them to do, like take out debt, to oh, sign up for this. So ugly. This is that's like we need. I don't know. Go on. Well, it's monstrous. Yeah, man. It completely monstrous. And and they would always say like, don't tell them much about it. Don't tell them anything about it. Get them to one of these parties so the dude in the alligator shoes can tell them. Dude, because they. They knew that most people are not salesmen, and they're not going to be able to sell this garbage. Right. So you need this dude that drove all the way from Denver (laughs) in his alligator shoes and diesel jeans to sell them on this garbage. Dude, that is insane. So basically, they're taking the people that they just swindled and saying, hey, here's how you swindle people like we just swindled you. Yeah, Yeah, it was immediate. It was just, it was like, hey, glad you're on board. Now listen, here's how you got to get to the point to where you're not paying that annual, that gigantic annual fee anymore. Wow. Uh, And none of these people had money. We were all in college. And some people, they did say they had used their credit card to pay for the annual fee. Like, this is what people were doing. It was was completely insane. Uh, And I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was really wrong, but we had to sit through that. Carly and I side by side uh, in this room that was now you know fifteen people. What had it started? Uh, the chosen few, yeah. Uh, and we we were like there, just listening to all this um, about how they were plotting to swindle their friends and family. They were talking specifically about family. Like, have you considered your mom? Have you considered your dad? Uh, it was it was really remarkable. I 
I don't know. It's really... I, I don't have, like, strong enough words to condemn what they were doing there. Um, but I was, I was seething. I was so angry. Yeah. And keep in mind, this is my last... So we were... Carly and I were, like, doing a long-distance relationship at the time. She lived in Canada, thousands of miles away from me. And we got to see each other once every three months or whatever. And... And this is her last night in town, and this is how we're spending it. I, I felt so bad. Uh, we had been there for hours by that point. Finally, it wraps up. He wants to like visit with his friends, and I was like, no, we're leaving right now. You yeah. brought me here. That was the, oh, man, that was the other thing is that they, that was a tactic. They said, pick people up and bring them. Trap them. Trap them kidnap them temporarily it's unreal it's these it's it's Uh, i can't well i think the main preposterous part is like they're you this they're just telling you tricks and they just heard these tricks and saw these tricks like nobody's like oh because you're pretty much calling all these people that you're going to be coaxing into it you're kind of calling them sheep Cause it's like it's easy. Like here's, oh man, what a bummer, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was a big bummer. I mean, you know, they're good at framing it, right? Like I make it sound so cynical, but it's all right. about like help them out, help them make money. Because yeah. once they're in on it, they'll get people signed up. You know, it's it's never the buck stops at your dad. Right. Like your dad is the one that gets screwed. If if it's only if everyone in the world signs up, then the last. I don't know the math, but the last people to sign up are the only ones that actually have to be the annual fee. Yeah, it's hot potato, dude. It's the ring. It's totally hot potato, yeah. yeah. But it's uh, it makes people not feel like it's as abusive as it is. I think they can get that in their mind. Uh, but on the way home, uh, it was this awkward car ride, mostly silent. Because um, he knew you were just seething. Yeah. At one point I said, so have you gotten enough people under you to pay your annual fee? And he was like, no. Uh, But I got my sister to sign up and I got my mom to sign up. Jeez, man. And and I didn't say much else. Uh, He dropped us off and I never, I never talked to him again. I worked with him a lot, but I... I never talk to him again. I just, I think that's like such an easy representation of like the black soul of a person. Like he wanted, he wanted to pull one over on me, his friend, right? So that he would pay less per year, and I would be in the terrible boat he was in. Yeah, you're cashing out your relationship. Yeah. My hand is about to fall off, so actually both my hands, because one's got the mic, one's got my phone. Um, But yeah, thanks, man. I mean, that's like a yeah. I like this. I like this theme, and I like the I don't know the idea of being just that feeling of being trapped. I think I don't know. I think you now are a different person that I think would get his way out of that. Obviously, there's Uber now, which would really help. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know, then you were a little meeker, because you were younger, you know, when you were a little... 
I don't know, more tactful. No, I think you're right. And I, I've, like, lived in cities now, so you're used to, like, uh, telling off people that are, like, bugging you for stuff. You're a little <laughs> more rude. You're a little more upfront. You don't yeah. have time to waste. Yeah, you're willing to be short and curt. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I I do think that. And it also, like, it snuck up on me that I was try- that they were trying to swindle me, you know? And I think if it were to happen again, I would see it immediately for what it was and just call them out for trying to swindle me. I, I just, I, I have like such rage in my heart for that phenomenon now yeah. that I, I think I would be pretty quick to pull the trigger. I think you would relish the opportunity, man. Oh, I think I would. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could like go back. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. The, there's always going to be people trying to swindle you and other people. Yeah. You will have that opportunity again. And I hope Good. you... Yeah. I hope you let them have it, man. I am lying in wait. Yeah. I think now, honestly, I think at this point, I feel like we probably put off the energy that we're not to be fucked with. Yeah... I don't know. I don't think... I, I think it really... It comes off in your demeanor, even, like, the way you walk. People... Yes. Yeah. People can see a person that's... It's honestly... It's like a level of kindness that a person has or willingness to listen or give someone time. Right. Yeah. Mine's yeah, gone. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what kind of vibe I give off, but I... I guess no one's really tried to swindle me in a long time. Uh, so maybe I give off the right vibe. Yeah, yeah. Start being, start seeming a little more naive and have someone fall into your <laughs> trap and let them have it. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, always like be looking up at tall buildings. Yeah, just seem mesmerized all the time. <laughs> Wide-eyed. Trusting. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Yep. Nobody's looking out for you, man. No. no strangers like hey i want you to be rich like he doesn't he or she <laughs> right nobody wants you to be rich no no one cares about you no one wants anything for you no they just want your hundred bucks man they just want to be on top of you in their pyramid yeah man you're a stepping stone don't step on me That's what it is. yeah yeah <laughs> well, this has been great dude uh yeah really stayed on theme i think this is gonna be fun hopefully i can do a couple more of these man yeah for sure yeah i'm looking forward to uh hearing what else you get cool yeah man well this is i think i'm just gonna organically hang up the phone cool that sounds fine yeah really appreciate it man yeah dude have fun in peru yeah will do (laughs) take it easy buddy bye if you If you're in a multi-level marketing scam, it's a scam for sure, especially that one. You and you think you probably think to yourself, am I am I like am I one of the bad guys? Am I the villain in a lot of people's story? Yeah, yeah. Change your ways. I'm not gonna tell you to go yourself with something sharp because you can change. We've all been bad. We've all done things that were morally questionable 
So just change. Don't feel bad, just change. Right your wrongs. The next, now what we're doing is Jonathan Henry. It's a weird transition. Jonathan Henry is a friend of mine. He's going to do a proper episode, but today we just did a phone call. I did it during my lunch break at work. It got really hot in my car because I rolled my windows up two minutes in. So it's a little loud the first two minutes, but then I roll my windows up, get super hot, and he tells the story of when he got robbed twice. Man, it's great. I love this man. Let's do this with the homie. Too far, Jay Hen. You, wait, talk to you for what? Yeah, I'm just listening to you talk, make sure I can hear you. Say it sensitive. Yeah, like, I voted for Obama twice. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'd vote for him a third time. And I'm, I don't know, I might do it. That's perfect. That's crystal clear. Okay, cool. Yeah, what are you, uh, what are you thinking, man? Did, did, uh, did anything come to mind? Um, the second time I got jumped. Oh my gosh. Uh, I should say is like a good one because I got out of it. But in like a real, like a real, like, um, uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I got real pathetic really quick. Interesting. How so? Like, just, like, I, just, I had gotten, I had gotten robbed once by nice point by two guys. Second time was this guy that, um, second time was this guy who came up to me, followed me into a building, walked into an elevator, he's right behind me, and my response was to fight, but, uh, like, usually a fight flight response, my, fight, my response was to fight, so I just screamed a bunch and swung my arms, and got him off me, and then left, and then left the place and just paced back and forth and called my brother. And just was really excited that I that I did this. Wait, so this was the second time? Yeah, the first time I yeah I had been jumped once before or robbed once before. But it was real smooth, like they knew what they were doing. It was like I was dealing with like hard, you know, guys that really knew what was up. And the second time I got robbed, the guy you can look you looked in his eyes and you can tell that he. He was as a, he was just afraid. He was nervous. He wasn't right. sure he was gonna do it. I think. Which one was more scary for you? The guy that knew what he was doing, or the guy that had no idea what he was doing? Well, the first time it was pure fear, just like total terror. Just because all of a sudden I walked out of the building, I'm standing there, and he and I got one, and and this guy, I walked by this guy, and he's like, "Hey, man, what time is it?" And it's one of those times in life where you just know that that things are about to go, things are about to be really, like, you're in trouble. Like, they're not, they're not, they're not asking what time it is. So I just kind of shake my head and walk away. So you immediately knew, you were like, oh, some, like, nobody needs to know what time it is, something bad is about to happen. Yes, yeah, there was, it was just, it was during half the Super Bowl, like, three years ago. Yeah. And I remember it was, like, during the performance, so no one was out on the street. And I do, like, uh... Um, and they're because of my bicycle messenger job. They kind of they they they're kind of looking for me because I carry lots of cash on. Right. Yeah. Did they know you? So, what they knew they knew. Oh, this guy is a messenger. Let's call it. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a messenger. They okay. knew with yeah, yeah. 
Okay. And 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 it was just like I like my body went limp and I loosened up all my so they can just do with me what they will, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Have totally, your way totally, with me. Yeah. <laughs> I. It was like so fast, and they just took it, and then they pulled out my wallet, and I handed them my wallet, and then the last interaction we had was I looked at the guy. Because I was like, please don't. Because, like, you know how you have all your cards and your IDs? Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is going to be a nightmare. Like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. figuring all this stuff out. So I asked him to let me keep my wallet. Like, take out the money. He took out the cash. I had, like, $1,600 in cash. Jeez. He takes it out. And I was like, please let me keep my wallet. And he shoves it in my chest. Like, first he looks at me, and I look back at him, and you can kind of tell, like, for a, a second, like for a for a split second, I was just like a normal guy who was going to be inconvenienced without his ID tomorrow. Right. Like, He's like, also a guy. He, yeah. 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 He, 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 Not he, just a victim. A second, he wasn't a hardened criminal, and he was just another person that was like, ah, we we can fuck him over. But like, let's not leave him too high and dry. Yeah, I don't. I want money, but I don't want to inconvenience anyone. Yeah, so I appreciated that. Like, that, I was like, "Thank you so much. You're a great guy." Like, we hugged. <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> so he just shoved it in my hand and said, "Walk away without looking back." Okay. And it was like, um, was he armed? I knife. So the one guy was behind me. He had the knife against the front of my neck. Uh, the other guy had it like. Yeah. Wow, man. I sorry. I didn't. I must have missed that. I didn't realize you had a knife to your neck, man. Yeah, both times it was all knives. The first, oh. the first, the, the, yeah, one guy had it to my stomach, and the other guy had it to my neck, and so it was just. And then after that, though, I had to go. Just, I had to, I was resuming grad school after a year off, so I was I go to classes the next day without knowing anybody and like. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, we're trying to, I'm trying to learn about the human mind, you know, yeah. psychology student, and and I'm just I have to leave every five minutes because I can't, like, I'm having a hard time breathing. Really? And then it, you're like PTSD. Long, it took a long time before I felt like I was really over it. I didn't feel like I was really got past the hard part until the second time I got robbed and really? I was able to get away. Wait, so it, the, the second this, time was like my the second time was like my redemption. Interesting. So what did what happened the second time? Yeah. Um doing my thing, doing my deliveries, biking around. It's I'm in like a nice part of Manhattan. I'm having a good day and I'm going up to this run and I see this guy outside this run and, and I didn't think too much of it. He had like a New York housing uniform on, and I was like, okay, this guy is official. So no one, no one official means harm. That's how it works, right? Yeah. Because, because I'm white, and I think anyone in a party is probably just going to help me out. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's fine. And we, and so I walk in, and he walks behind me, and I just, I don't know what I was thinking, but I kept going, and I walked into the elevator, and as soon as I walked through the elevator, he grabbed my backpack, and I spun around to face him, and he had a knife. 
okay. there's one guy, and so he's still holding my backpack, like his arms, like kind of around me, kind of touching my neck on the like the like the handle of my backpack, and he's okay. like, "Give me your fucking backpack," and and it's like that moment. My entire life, I feel like like any time I've been presented, which is not often, any time I've been presented with a fight or flight option, like flight is, is I am I'm not a fighter. I'm a big guy, and I am so, and I have I'm not strong, and I'm not. It's nothing impressive about my physique, even though I'm big. I'm I'm just I I flight at all at all costs. Yeah. But I was so, but because I had been robbed before. My response, like the first time in my life, was like, fuck you, you're not going to get away with this. And then, I, you know, and I looked at the guy and I, and I like, like, even like a split second to assess, is this person going to hurt me? Like, is this person going to use this knife? Yeah. Um, and I, and I assessed it in that second was, oh, so I'm going to fight them. You felt, and could and, at that point, could you tell he was, like, timid, and he wasn't totally confident in what he was doing? Yeah, he, he looked like I did every time I stepped to the plate in baseball, thinking, of, I kind of want to swing this out of the park, you know, and I might be able to do it, but but this ball could hit me, and I could be hurt, and I, maybe I should just not play baseball anymore. Yeah, you know, I do. Yeah, so it was one of those situations, and I looked in his eyes, and he looked afraid, and he looked like a guy that just was half in and half out on the deal. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't really sure, and so I just, I started to just, I swung my backpack through the scandal, and then I was just wildly swinging my arms, like, in a general punching motion, yeah. but, like, extended elbows, you know? Like, What's he doing well, with the knife? He, he was just, he, he was, he stepped back. I okay. pushed him off me, and I told, and I remember saying, I remember saying, what the fuck, man? Like, as soon as he pulled the knife, yeah. and, like, and I turned around, I was like, just like, I was exasperated. Right. Like, like oh, come on. Yeah. Like, let's not do this. Like, and, like the audacity. Like, to rob a person on an elevator. And I don't want to be robbed in this elevator, and, I'm, and I, so I was swinging my arms, and I connected once with his jaw. Oh, nice. It wasn't... It wasn't a hard punch, but I've never punched anyone in my life. Yeah. This is probably maybe the last time I ever punched anybody, and, and, and it worked. Like, he let go of me, and now he's backing up, because he doesn't want to, he's not going to use, the, he didn't want to use the knife. He's, these guys just want quick money. They right. don't want to go, they don't want to go to prison with a felony or, or, or manslaughter, you right. know? That's just not their goal. Um, so, I... Connect with them, and then I just start screaming, bloody like just help at the top of my lungs. Yeah. And then, and then he went into, "Hey, man, hey, I'm not doing anything." Like, like really, like trying to convince you, me. like I wasn't trying to <laughs> rob you. But then, kind of put the knife away, and it's like, like, what are you talking about? And for like a second, I was like, I was like, am I crazy? Right. Oh, did I just miss? <laughs> did I just have one of those? awkward faux pas where I'm just like, ooh, yeah. uh, like, like, did I just, did I just like discriminate maybe? Like, did right. I, what? And I'm like, no, like I, he just had a knife on me and that's my backpack. I put three one. Right. So I'm screaming and I'm like, and I'm now I'm like exiting, as I'm exiting the elevator, 
someone's coming into the building and I'm just pointing to the guy as I'm running by and I'm like, that guy just tried to rob me. No way. And now I'm passing the torch to you guys. Do do what you will with him, but I'm I'm leaving. I warned you, that guy is robbing people in this elevator. Yeah. How many people were getting on? Be careful when you get on that elevator. What? what? How many people were getting on that elevator when you were getting off? There was just two. There's there's like a hallway between the elevator and the and the door to the outside, and they were entering the door to the outside. Okay. So he was kind of standing there awkwardly at the elevator that you could see from the doorway, and I'm just like running out of the building. Yeah. And I knew when I saw them that I was fine, that I was safe, you right. know? And yep. he's yelling the whole time, like, I don't know what he's talking about, or like, like <laughs> I'm not doing anything. And I ran out of there, and I jumped on my bike, and I rode to the nearest safe space for me, which was probably, a, I think, a Starbucks. Yeah. And, and, like, you're just, you're, like, you're, like, hot on adrenaline. Oh, I bet. Like, I'm, like, crying. Like, I remember, like tears streamed down my face but it wasn't it was just it, I wasn't like scared or afraid it was just it was just coming out in tears it's just, you know, any energy that I have usually comes out of me crying right. like or bad yeah so and I call my brother and I'm like David I just punched the guy in the face and got away from a robbery and and I'm just walking back and forth really quickly like can't stay in one place and it was exactly what I needed to like feel like I was in control again yeah I spent the last year feeling so that these two guys who robbed me before took that control away from me yeah and I think that was really difficult and I think that ironically getting robbed the second time was not been exactly what I needed Dude, that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that is important in life is just to have that sense of you know if if um, if shit does hit the fan, I have confidence in myself that I'm not completely vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. As, as pathetic as I am in so many different areas, like if I needed to protect myself, like I have the capacity to do it and the energy to do it, and like don't and you don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's awesome, man. You feel better about yourself. You feel like yeah, because it's that level of control, that level of control in in your life where you're not afraid. It's like no, I'm I'm capable of defending myself and not being taken advantage of. You know. Yeah. So I think the next time I get robbed, um, yeah, I guess I want to fight him again. I hope you do, man. I hope you do. <laughs> the next time I get robbed and I fight them. I know a lot of people would 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 encourage you to just uh, like give them the money and whatever, but I and I may I may regret telling you this, but fight them, dude. You're a big yeah, guy. I regret that at all. You, I, I talk. That's, that's, yeah. This is what I need to hear. <laughs> that you're. You know what? I, I, let me think about it. Don't put me on the record for that, but. Yeah, no, you're done, man. I will say I'm proud of you. I'm me fighting the next time I get robbed. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm proud of you, though, dude. Thank you. I'm glad, it felt good telling that story. 
Yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm sitting in my car in a with no AC on, and I'm covered in sweat, and I got to walk back into work. So uh, I'm gonna let you go. But uh, thanks a lot for doing this, man. We need to do a proper episode sometime. Yeah, I'd really like that. Yeah, let's set something up. Um, I'm 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 planning on coming to LA soon. So maybe we can do it in person. That'd be awesome. Okay, let's do it, man. It's good talking to you. All right, man. Have fun at your girl's place. Yeah, I sure will. Take it easy. All right, later, buddy. All right, well, that was it. That's the whole episode. Thanks for being here. Uh, email the anecdotal experience at gmail.com. Like the Facebook page. Why am I doing an outro? Man. Well, well I'm done. Okay. The music hasn't started, but I'll just budget forward. Bye. Love you.